Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hi, and welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. We've been doing this together 20 years. Years. Jake's producing the broadcast today. Normally, uh, Coach Spurrier joins us on Mondays, but this week had a little travel. So we're going to bring in the head ball coach today. His appearance sponsored by Lake Area Metal Solutions, premium metal products at great prices. Steve, uh, I tell you, you look at the – good to have you here. You look at the numbers from last week, 576 total yards – a whole bunch of plays. Those are Spurrier-esque era numbers. It was a good offensive performance. Yeah, we ran the ball extremely well, and uh, Felipe hit some passes here and there. And uh, it was it was a good win, really good win for the Gators. In fact, uh, they broke uh, – I was telling Danny Warfel earlier in the week, they broke one of our records. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but at South Carolina, 25 years ago, uh, we got down 17 to nothing early and came back and uh, won, I think it was like 43 to 26 or something. Uh, so we were down 17, but, the, uh, you know, our Gators were down 18 and came back and had a nice 10-point victory. And we went on and won the SEC that year, and uh, we got a shot at doing that this year, obviously, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of ball in front of us. But a lot of times, Steve, you go back and you look at those wins along the path to winning a championship, and you say, man, if that – if that game had gone bad for us, we had no chance. So we're still alive, and uh, our team seems to be getting better. So anything can happen the rest of the way. Steve, a lot of people have made um, the comparison of you know Dan Mullen coming here and in his first year as the head coach here, players really buying in. It's been a total turnaround. When you took over in 1990, was the buy if there was such a thing back then? Was the buy-in pretty quick from your team as far as you and your coaches? Steve, I've always uh, felt that those coaches that uh, sort of keep saying, "Wait till we get some of our guys here. Wait till we change the culture." Uh, those are just all excuse words. Yeah. And uh, Dan, Dan never used any of those. He knew we had some good players here. How good? We, we didn't know. Uh, gosh, the team was, what, 4-8 and eight last year, so it doesn't sound like we had a lot of guys here. But I do think we, we did have some good, excellent talent here. And uh, obviously the coaches know how to use them and know how to inspire them. And, uh, and the way we've gone since uh, that Kentucky game. But, uh, yeah, anything can happen. If all players, they want to buy in. Heck, all players want to win. They, they need somebody to show you how to do it. And, you know, it really starts in the off-season program, spring practice, and away you go. And back in 90, when we all first got here, the players were here. Heck, they just wanted somebody to tell them how good they were, and now let's go prove it. That's basically what I told them. And, uh, of course, I believe in setting goals, and our goal that first year was win the SEC, along with some other goals. And uh, the player said, win the SEC? I said, well, you're capable, why not have that goal? So they, as you, as you say, bought in, why not? And, uh, <laughs> right. and then they went and did it. So, uh, yeah, all players want to do well, and they just need somebody to show them how to do it. 
Florida Georgia has always been a very special game for you, and I don't know how many Gator fans started the year thought this would be a meaningful game, but it sure is a meaningful game, isn't it? Oh, it's uh, it's one of the biggest in a long, long time. In fact, I can't remember the last time both Georgia and Florida come in with pretty much identical records, or they are identical. And uh, the winner has an excellent chance to win the division. It's not a given. Kentucky's still alive, but an excellent chance to win the division and play for the SEC championship. So it, it is a huge game. Steve, when we saw the fake punt, and that was a, a call that, that Dan Mullen and his staff made, um, if you did something like that, is that a feel? Is that something that you see when you call a trick play? What's, what's the, uh, the methodology behind that? Well, the methodology was Vanderbilt – did not have anybody that contained the punter. And uh, our guy saw it on tape. Uh, our running back coach, uh, Coach Knox, I think, is in charge of that, and he, he recommends to the head coach, he said, I think we can fake a punt. And so the time was right, and they were in the right look, and uh, Tommy Townsend went running up through there, <laughs> and all of the Vandy guys had their backs to him yeah. until uh, he went about 15 yards, and then one of them came around and tackled him. But that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, that, I think that play right there, they missed the field goal. We do the fake punt, and then one or two plays later, Scarlett, I think, went about 50 yards, and that was huge. That, those, uh, those, uh, plays, right, it happened at that time. Steve, as a play caller, I- I'm curious in how you did things. You know, in other words, play runs, now it's second and five, it's third and three, whatever it is. Um, what was your, the way you did when you play called, was it down in distance, what you thought would work? How did, how did you do things when you were a play, when you are a play caller? Well, all play callers got to know the down and distance. Yep. Uh, but obviously you can't run every short yardage and you, you don't pass every long yardage. You, you got to mix it up a little bit, but, uh, you, you try to see what the other team does defensively and then you go from there. So uh, I tell you, we got a lot of mileage out of the uh, little swing pass to the halfback right before the first half, and uh, the quick screen, the slant to Jefferson. So we uh, we did some really good things there uh, after getting behind. And a lot of times uh, when you have a victory like that, and I think that was really the best victory of the year. I think it was better than the LSU win. Wow. Uh, because we were behind, and the guys on a <laughs> – uh, you know, I think like Dan Mullen said, this is the first time our guys have seen 50 degrees, overcast, drizzly. What's, what's this, coach? <laughs> we, we haven't seen that kind of weather, I don't know when, last, maybe last December. I don't know, guys. It's been a while. So it was a strange environment, and uh, they had they had to suck it up and go play. Hey, if we want to beat these guys, we got time, but we got to play ball now. And, uh, our, and our guys uh, went and did it. Coach, I had a couple of emails from different people. I don't know them, but they asked the same question. If I could ask you, so I will okay. uh, to end. Uh, they wanted to know when you really start preparation in earnest for your coaching gig. When does that really kick into effect? Well, we've done a little preparation, but we've not really met. Uh, we have actually signed, oh, 70 to 75 players, and all the teams have, I believe. So, uh, there's so many players available, you know, guys that have got cut by the NFL this year, last year, two years ago, uh, that have stayed in shape and, you know, hoping for a shot to, to play some pro football. 
So uh, I believe we'll have a mini camp uh, sometime in December. Uh, that's uh, on the on the books right now. But the month of January, all the teams will practice. And right now, it's set up in San Antonio. Uh, we've all got a hotel, and we've all got a high school or a junior college or somewhere that we can go practice and come back to the hotel and have all your meetings. So that's really plenty of time, the month of January, and then February the 9th is the uh, first game, uh, first uh, weekend of games. And I think our first one's going to be at home. So uh, all those fans in the Orlando area and even up here, we only got five home games, so we got to make the most of them. And uh, I think the first one's February the 9th. I got a sneaking suspicion a lot of people are going to be in the stands to watch the head ball coach coach. I have a sneaking suspicion that's going to be the case, Steve. Appreciate you being here. And okay, uh, after, yeah, really looking forward to it, Steve. And uh, yeah, the Gators, uh, uh, you know, get a little rest this week and uh, get starting pumped up for that Georgia game. That's 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 a big one, and I'm sure the fans like myself, we can't can't wait to get there. You darn right. We'll talk to you Monday, Steve. Thank you. Okay, Steve. Good talking to you. You got it, Steve Spurrier, joining us here. His appearance sponsored by Lake Area Metals. I've just always wondered what really good play callers how you know are they as how far ahead do they think? In other words, you know I've done that a little bit at a really really small level. So if it's third and six, and you get it, and now what are you going to do in the first down? But part of that is where you are in the field, what plays have worked. I think it's fascinating uh, to be a play caller. A uh, little later on today, John Thompson, our college football insider, former Gator defensive coordinator, is going to join us, uh, talk about the landscape of college football here and uh, an upset weekend. Yesterday on the show, um, it was really interesting. Um, maybe it was because it's hot. Maybe it's because it's unseasonably warm. Um but some people complained I wouldn't let him talk long enough. Some people complained about Felipe Franks. Some people complained about the media. So, so it was one of those days. But it did bring up some things in terms of what fans think about media. Because... A couple yesterday discussed, well, the media writes things. and Well, what do you think the role of the media should be? Because if you, if you had a show like this, and there's one that follows me, okay, they don't take calls. Not that that's wrong. It's not. But you basically, as a listener, have to not participate. So part of the media's job is to, depending on what they're supposed to do, report facts. And sometimes they have opinion. And when people say, well, after the Kentucky game, so-and-so was saying the Gators might not win another game. So what? That's their opinion. That's what they're paid to give. You don't have to agree with it, but that's how this works. The only people who really can't do much of that 
is somebody who works directly with the UAA. I mean, is somebody going to write a column on the, on the Gator website that says the Gators stink? I don't think so. And that's a given when you do it. I think everybody knows that. So I'm just curious to know what you think when it comes to that. And here's an interesting email from John. Um, Would you expect to hear negatives about a sophomore quarterback with the following statistics? Comparing freshman year to sophomore year. Completion percentage up 5%. Yards per attempt up by 25%. Touchdowns up by over 70%. Interceptions down by about 30%. Sacks are down by 60%. Quarterback rating is up by 26%. Does this sound like a quarterback who is stagnant and should be benched? If he continues to improve at these rates, where will he be as a senior? I think we all know who he's talking about. George is going to be going to his 53rd Florida-Georgia game next week. He's encouraged by the team's play this season. Uh, George, I'm encouraged you're going to number 53. That's really cool. So let's see, 53, that's like, what, 1955? No, 65. Yeah, wow. That's uh, something like that. That's pretty good. 1217, time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry, where the answer is always yes. We'll open the phone lines for you. Something else you want to bring up, we can talk about the baseball playoffs. We can talk about the start of the NBA season. Does anybody care? Probably not. But if you do... We can talk about it. Stay with us on Sports Scene. 